Blog Talk Radio. in the Persian Gulf and throughout the world, please join in the singing of our national anthem. The anthem will be followed by a flyover of F-16 jets from the 56th Tactical Training Wing at MacDill Air Force Base and will be performed by the Florida Orchestra under the direction of Maestro Yaha Ling and sung by Grammy Award winner Whitney Houston.
Whew, still gives me goosebumps to hear the late, great Whitney Houston and her rendition sang at the Super Bowl of our national anthem. And I happen to know, I don't know if my brother knows this, he might be introducing him in a minute, that it was actually my dad's favorite version of the national anthem. So a little selfishness in me to play that. Uh, play that exact version, but you know, when you're the host, you can do that. Welcome to the Madden Voice. We are here on Veterans Day, November 11, 2014. Ten NFL weeks in the books, lots and lots to talk about, but as you know, I do not do this alone. Let me introduce the aforementioned JB from Bristol, Connecticut, living down in Atlanta. JB, welcome to the Madden Voice. I appreciate it. Happy Veterans Day. And, yes, as soon as you said you were going to do something a little special, I knew exactly where you were going. There you go. There you go. It's only one way to do it. <laughs> and uh, right. let me bring on the man. The man. He's still a man of the hour a week later. EAFL Super Bowl One winner. Ph.D. in philosophy. The man. The doctor of philosophy himself. And the newly engaged Dr. Train. Welcome to the Madden Voice. Dr. Train. There we go. Say that one more oh. time. I didn't I didn't click uh, the button. Welcome to the Madden Voice. Okay. All right, what up, fellas? Happy Veterans Day, man. Happy What's going on, Dr. Train? See, man, I can, I can get you to introduce me anywhere, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know it's funny, I um I do a lot of, uh, maybe not a lot as much as I would like to do, but I do a reasonable amount of public speaking. And I was speaking at an event, and this guy comes up to me, and he pulls me to the side, and he said, listen, he said, um, I speak at a lot of events, and he said, the next event I speak at, I'm going to hire you just to introduce me. (laughs) And I just laughed. I said, sure, (laughs) whatever floats your boat, bro. So. Um, but anyway, welcome to wow. the show. Uh, uh, we got a late message from uh, K-Star, and uh, it does not look that, like he will be joining us this evening, uh, you know, handling family issues. So we wish K-Star nothing but the best. He did say he'd make an attempt to try to call in, but, um, you know, if he joins us, great. If not, we're still going to talk about them Steelers. So, uh, you know, that's not going to stop the conversation. You know, it's, it's going to happen. Uh, and if you want to join us, it's 347-838-9525, Um The other side of that means there's no bona fide or bona front tonight. I kind of like that segment, but that's okay. We've been running about three-hour shows, so it would actually be okay to run the show a little bit shorter tonight um, um, without that section. So I I think we'll be in good shape. Um, But let's let's jump right into it. Now, normally every week, you know, I do do a taken-on kind of a first-take kind of thing. You know, I, I, I challenge them. And, uh, you know, I, I find something that I don't like and I play it and, uh, you know, and then what, and I challenge it and I, I de- debunk it because there is a lot of hype on that show. There is a lot of hype. There's a lot of contradictions on that show. Um, but this week I'm going to do something different. I found a quote that's not for me. It's for somebody else on this show. And I'm not sure that he's actually going to disagree with it. He he might very well agree with it, but it really um, caught my eye when I heard it. So I'm going to play that quote for you, and then we're going to talk about it. So everybody just, just stay tuned. Here we go. Last night, uh, where do the Bears go from here? 
Skip Bayless carry champion. I'm not joking. I would fire everybody. And I sincerely mean this. I would not I would not have allowed Mark Tressman to leave the stadium last night as an employee. I would not have allowed him on a team plane. I would have made sure he had to pay his own flight home. A matter of fact, I think I would have done the same for the players. You make enough money, find a flight. Rent a car. National Avis hurts, they all do good deals. Let me tell you something, man. It was an atrocity last night. 42 to nothing in the first half. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the National Football League. The Chicago Bears. The Chicago Bears. This one storied franchise has been outscored in the first half of the last two games. 80 to 7. They are an abomination. They are a disgrace. And as far as I'm concerned, no. There was more, but you guys got the gist of it. Dr. Train. Wow. You know, the, the, the good yeah. news, though, before, before, you, before you address Stephen A. Smith's comments, the good news is, is I know that not even the Bears could have taken you off your high of proposing to your lovely fiancé a week ago. I know not even the Bears could have done that to you. So I know you're still in good shape. But that said, let's talk about the Bears. What do you think about Stephen A's comments? And what are your thoughts on, on you know, a second week of your Bears not looking like the Bears that you know and love? Well, uh, I saw, I saw, I was watching first take. Actually, me and the lady were watching first take when, <laughs> that part came on, and uh, yeah, at the time that he said it, I totally agreed with him because I was pissed. <laughs> Partially still am, but um, it won't solve anything. I mean, not for this season anyway. So at this point, you just let them play out. See if they can fix their own problems. Um, disheartening because. Is uh, you're looking at a team that you felt that I felt was pretty talented on both sides of the ball. Uh, I felt that the defense would, would mesh as the season went on, but offense, you're returning all 11 starters. That's not easy to do for no team in the NFL. You're returning all 11 starters the second season, the second season in the same offense. So you know you expect to be you expect to be productive especially when you were second in scoring last year. Um, but you're getting completely the opposite. You're not even competitive. It's, it's, it's one reason. It's, it's one thing to lose. I could, I, can, I could almost stomach being three and six if we weren't getting blown out. <laughs> but to be three and six and getting blown out as if your team is a step up from Oakland, or maybe just like Oakland. Mm. Wow. It's, um, yeah, man, that's, that's that's hard to watch. Mind you, I, I turned the game off at halftime. I, I didn't finish watching that. 
JB, Dr. Train calls you the voice of reason. Your thoughts on the Bears? Mm. Yeah, hard to find a reason in how they're playing. Um, Dr. Train is, is, is hitting the point right where it needs to be hit. You have all these offensive weapons. I mean, it would be a different story if a game like last night was kind of similar to the uh, when the Cowboys played the Broncos last year when it was a, just an all-out shootout. I wouldn't have so much of a problem if the games were in that type of fashion because of the offensive firepower that they have. But they're not playing football on either side of the ball. And their question mark coming into the season was on the defense, not the offense. And you have Tressman, who is supposed to be this offensive guru, and they're not getting the job done. I mean, they're they're averaging a little over 21 points a game, 21.5, I think, to be exact. I was expecting to see numbers much higher than that and to have the kind of output that we've seen over the last two to three, four weeks has just made it even worse. I don't know where to start or finish with this team, to be honest with you. And they're now looking up at Minnesota. Minnesota is... And we all knew Minnesota was going to be basically a crapshoot this year. And now they're looking up to Minnesota. Well, that is laughable. Let me tell you guys where it needs to start. I'm not going to say it needs to end here. But I'm going to tell you all where it needs to start. I'm done with Jay Cutler. I'm done. I attacked him a few years ago, trained, defended him. I backed away, compared him to Romo, target of the media, gunslinger, this, that. No, no. Everything I said is turning out to be true. He Now, I understand the business behind football. I understand that you can't just cut players at times because of salary cap and guaranteed money. Don't, you know, I understand that. But if there's any way to get rid of him, he needs to go. Period. That's it. I'm done. I'm done. There's no. I'm no longer defending him. He can come out next week and light it up and throw 12 touchdowns. I'm going to say, good game. You still got to go. He is not a leader on that team. He cannot lead that team. He doesn't give the the body language of someone who gives a crap. He may care, but he doesn't look like it. You watch his news conference, and he just doesn't look like he cares. He doesn't look like he's like he's bought. Freaking Cam Newton had a better post-game news conference than Jay Cutler. And you guys know how I've gotten on Cam Newton. And he had a better he had a better post-game news conference. Jay Cutler is 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 problem number one. I'm not saying Trestman isn't a problem. Obviously the defense has issues. Got some injuries there too. But obviously defense has issue. Obviously a defense coordinator probably should be right, you know, right on that. Get on out of here. Uh, train with 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 Cutler. Um, but if there was one move to be made, that would be the move for me. Regardless of finances, he cannot lead this team. He cannot lead a Brandon Marshall. He cannot lead these personalities. He cannot inspire them. I mean, that offense, you got to 45 to nothing before that offense put up any points. 45 straight points. So that means they had the ball, what is that, seven possessions? So that means you had the ball seven possessions. Let's not even talk about the defense and how the defense just – 
was atrocious. We we and and it and it hurts me knowing how the Bears history has been on defense and knowing oh, Dr. Man. Train's love for defense. It hurt me for Dr. Train. I'm sitting there watching this game. I didn't that's why I didn't even text you, Train. Because you know I usually text you games like this. I shoot you a text like, what the heck's going on? I, I said, you know what? There's nothing to say. I, I, I could, I'm sitting here in Bristol, Connecticut. I am feeling your pain. And I said, thank God he proposed and got a yes. Because there's nothing that's going <laughs> to take him off that cloud nine right now. Not even this. Because if that hadn't happened, I don't know, man. I might, I, might have had, I might have had to get on a plane. And come out and check on you. Make sure that you, you know, you wasn't sitting home somewhere, you know, with a bottle in your hand or something. I would have had to come and make sure that you were okay had I not known that you were in good hands with Monica and that she would take care of you. Come on here, baby. I got you. I know it's just a bad game. Don't even worry about it. Remember, I said yes. And, you know, so I knew you, I knew you were okay. I knew you were okay. But train, man, I mean, for a Bears defense to look that bad is bad enough. But then an offense that's it's high-powered, as that offense has been and, and should be to not produce anything. Jay Cutler throwing passes off of people's helmets. And I mean, he, I'm, he's got, I'm done with him. I'm done with him. He got to go. He's pro, he is a, a main problem in that wheel. We have seen this year. And let me just let me just take a minute to correct something I said last week. It's been bothering me for a week, and I'm really surprised none of my co-hosts caught me. <laughs> um, but, you know, every once in a while, the omniscient one does make a mistake. Last week I had said that I was surprised at the quarterback play because of the defensive uh, holding uh, enforcement. And what I meant to say is I wasn't surprised at the quarterback play. What I meant to say was that's exactly why we're seeing, um, you know, so much more quarterback play because they're mm-hmm. calling that five-yard penalty. That's what I meant to say, and I, I didn't say it right. So I apologize if anybody heard that and said, what is he talking about? But so what was that? We, we, we knew what you meant. That's why you didn't hear anything from us. We knew oh, okay. what you meant. All right. Well, oh, I, I, I'm still on a high, so I might have, I might have just missed. Well, and, 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 and you know what? And you should be on a high, so that's okay. Um, <laughs> I, I, I I always listen to the show back when I heard it. I said, no, that wasn't right. That wasn't what I meant. What did I do? But 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 so even with that and this, what should be a fairly high powered offense, to allow Green Bay, your arch rival, this is this is this is your Washington Redskins, right? This is your like, you know, I hatred. And to allow that, yeah. I'm done with, I'm done me, with Cutler. Uh, um, let me uh, let me go ahead and add on to what you said, and I'll go ahead and make this Dr. Train's philosophy because I, I I couldn't really think of a topic. Um, but I'll just call it too much too soon. And my 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 too much too soon is in reference to his contract. Cutler didn't show anything last year that warned him getting the contract that he got. But I understood why the Bears gave it to him. Didn't necessarily fully agree with it, but I understood it. My thing is, you could have used a franchise tag on him. You could have made him prove that he can go 16 games or run this offense. Because he didn't go 16 games or run the offense last year. He did 11, and we still didn't make the playoffs. Uh, And mind you, that had a lot to do with the defense, but still. So you drop the money in his pocket, and... From the outside looking in, it really looked like, dude, I I got my money, so I'm good. Because I've seen him play better 
when 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 we were struggling offensively, I've seen him just play better at the quarterback position. Not stand back there and just I mean, we had throwaway balls. You know I, I you know what I mean by throwaway balls, right? Mm-hmm. Quarterback just snapped the ball and just lost it up there and it goes out of bounds. It's like, wait, mm-hmm. was that the play? Uh was was there a pass rush? Uh did someone miss an assignment? Because that ball did, was nowhere near anybody. Like, why did we have throwaway balls? And then when Aaron Rodgers get on field, I'm looking at a quarterback that's making every single snap count. That used to be how Jay Cutler would play. Every single snap would count. He was so interceptive in the process, but, man, I knew he was trying I knew he was trying. I just this dude don't look like he's trying, and I think it may be too much too soon. I didn't even realize one of my coworkers told me Jay Cutler was the highest played NFL player this year. I was like, no, no, he can't be until I actually read it like five times. I was like, wow, we really did make a mistake here. Phil Embry did good finding certain talent in other positions, but dropping that money in his lap like that? Yeah, that's that's going to cost us. And and I don't know how they would actually get rid of him, but, boy, how I wish uh, McCown was on our roster right now. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, first of all, I agree with everything you said. Um, and, uh, you know, I will just say that um, I, I don't know that he, I mean, yes, I see that. And I don't know that he's your long-term answer, but Cutler is not your short-term, medium-term or long-term answer. He's not the one. And, no. and, and it will, it will, it will come to fruition. Something will happen. Um, because he just, he can't, if you can't do it with this, with the cast you have around you, you can't do it. Then what? Period. Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, and now I don't say this to say Cutler's all the problem, but when it when it comes to the offense, he's the person. He's the engine to the offense. He he's the one that that's just driving the offense. He has the keys. You know, he got all these other moving parts, but he has the keys. If this dude can't get the offense to going, then we're not going anywhere. Yeah, I, I I won't. I agree. I don't. I won't say that he's all the problem, but it starts there. It yeah. starts there. You know. You know. You know. He he. That's a good way to put it. He has the key. I mean, he he drives that engine and that motivation, that fire to compete. You know, um, that that determination and that focus that we see in so many quarterbacks just looks missing from him. And I'm sorry, he should be upset after that game. He should be upset during that game. Does he need to throw a temper tantrum? No. I'm not saying he's got to throw a temper tantrum, but you should see some sign of of what the heck is going on here. And, you know, I watched the game, and I, I, I'm waiting, you know, as, as the score's piling up, and they keep cutting over to Cutler. He's just got that same deer-in-the-headlight look, you know, you, you barely see him talking to anybody. You barely see him, you know, I, I, it's just, it's just, he's not the answer. And I'm not saying Trustman, I, I just, I don't know enough about him. I know he had a great career in Canada and, you know, some great cups or whatever they call their trophies. And I, I, so I don't know. The jury's out. He could be a problem too. 
you know, I, I don't know. But I know, I know Cutler. I, I'm done defending him. Is it? I, it would take a lot for me to come off of this. Um, he needs to go. It would take a lot. Now, it would, it would take a lot. Now, definitely, the other side of the ball is also a problem because what I saw, besides Mel Tucker defense defensive scheme looking quite vanilla, um, players just not know what they were doing. Tim Tennis, he got a new contract this season. And he's playing like it too. He's playing like another player that, that that got his money. Like how did you how did you mess up the defensive call? You're supposed to be a team captain. Uh, besides Lance Briggs and Charles Hidden, who's not playing, you're the only other team you play that's that's with the team. And my thing is, why is it that the best receiver, the number one target, on the opposing team is always open. Oh, are we that stupid? They're going to go to their top target. Jordy Nelson is the top target. Can he get open in a cover two scheme with two safeties deep? Like, what were you doing in practice? I can uh, learn that from playing Madden video game. You're not uh, supposed to keep that guy open. Well, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this. You've had. Um, the defensive history goes back to Ditka, goes back to Butkus, you know. Um, and Lovey Smith certainly uh, knew how, um, as a head coach, to make sure that that defense was ready to play. And they fired Lovey Smith after a 10 and 6 record when he didn't make the playoffs. And, you know, we talked about it on this show, and, and we kind of agreed that, you know, the, over his coaching history, there just hadn't been enough for him to stay as the Bears head coach. But that said, when you make a decision to fire a winning coach, a coach that's taking you to a Super Bowl, you need to have, you know, you, you, need, you need to have a plan. You need to do, I mean, I mean, Jerry Jones fired Tom Landry, brought in a college uh, champion, national champion coach, Jimmy Johnson. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you have to have a plan. You've got to have, you got to have Bill Parcell sitting in the wing, Bill Cowher sitting in the wing, John. You got to have somebody sitting in the wing that you can say, "This is what we're bringing in. This is why we fired Lovey Smith, who took us to a Super Bowl, because we got Bill Cowher." You answered no. with a guy who hadn't, who was a head coach in Canada. Yeah. Offensive guru, but you lost all your now, defense. And now, now this is what I, this is you know my, my cousin who lives in, in Chicago. He he keeps up with the Bears the way I do. I mean, he kind of gets a lot of the local news more than I do. And we were talking because when they had when the position was opening, I've heard this. I've said this a couple times on the show. The guy that I wanted them to pick up was Bruce Arians. Was who? I saw what he did with Bruce Arians. I saw oh, what he Bruce did Arians, yeah. with the Colts. Yeah. I saw what he did with the Colts. I saw what he did with a rookie quarterback. It's like, man, that's my dude. I, I, don't, I, I wouldn't think any other direction. And we had the opportunity to get him. But we didn't pick him. Cousin told me, and what I, what I didn't read, what I, I, I can't really confirm this, but I can partially believe it, is that um, he wasn't making a commitment to Jacob. Hmm. And that's why Chicago went in a different direction. Now, mind you, I, I, I won't see this in black and white, but I can partially believe that. 
Because regardless of who Bruce Aarons has at the position, he wants to win. And if you're not the dude that can win, he's going to move past you. Mm. Yeah, there's, mm. I think there's some truth in that. There, there's some definite truth in it. I mean, we see how we've seen how Cutler's been when he was in Denver. He's mm-hmm. not than what he is now in Chicago. So, trained to go back to your point with the salary, man, I agree with you 100%. I was going to say the same exact thing. So, I'm not surprised with Arians looking at Cutler and kind of, mm, I don't think so. He knows, and I think a lot of us know. And, unfortunately, now the Bears know. The Bears By the way, on all that money to find out. To add insult to injury, how do you have this kind of a performance after a buy? (laughs) I mean, seriously. Unbelievable. And just as a as a completely aside, um, uh, football life has uh, Earl Campbell on as we speak. And for those of you football fans who never got to watch Earl Campbell. Um, I had the pleasure of watching him in his prime. And um, I'll tell you, it, it, it was nothing like Earl Campbell. The only thing I could even come close to comparing Earl Campbell to, two two running backs come to mind, and even they, uh, Walter Payton, um, because of his toughness, and Bo Jackson. Um, nobody today, people say Marshawn Lynch, but nah, nah. You, 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 just, got to, you just have to experience the speed and the power of Earl Campbell. And, and, and the funny thing is they just showed a play, and, and, and JB, mom's, mom's listening in, so what's up, mom? But um, uh, as JB will, will tell everybody, you know, we celebrate Thanksgiving every year at, at mom's house, and uh, pretty much the fellas go downstairs and watch football, and the ladies are upstairs doing their thing. And I remember years and years and years ago, um, watching Cowboys-Houston Oilers, Earl Campbell. And um, my Uncle Billy, may he rest in peace, passed away some years ago, used to love razzing me about the Cowboys. Used to love it. I mean, he just would love razzing me about the Cowboys. And um, they just showed a play that I remember. I was probably about 11 years old. And I remember this play because he just broke through and went down the sideline, and they're trying to – you know, he, he they, they tried to attack him, three, four, boom, broke all tackles. Got around the sideline and was gone. Couldn't catch him. And they're diving at his feet. And I'm sitting there like, oh, man. And my Uncle Billy was like, look at him. Look at him diving all at his feet. Can't even stop him. Can't even touch him. And they just showed that very play. <sighs> but anyway, <laughs> y'all got to catch y'all catch that football <laughs> life. Catch that Earl Campbell football life. And, you know, I tell you, that, that man in his prime was something else. So, um, anyway. Um, because it's Veterans Day, it's, it's just, we're just bouncing around doing a lot of different things while we talk football. But but I, I do have to um, shout out: um, we lost a, a hip hop legend today, and um, this this guy is part of a group that that really, um, in my opinion, without the Sugar Hill Gang, there is no hip hop. There, there is no hip hop. There is no what we know today. The, this group, the Sugar Hill Gang, was one of the pioneers 
because when I was growing up trying to hear hip-hop, trying to hear rap music, it was hard. You couldn't find it. You couldn't go into stores and really buy it. It wasn't on the radio. You know, you had to you had to catch the college stations at two in the morning and put your put your cassette tape in and and play there and and, and tape their shows and then play it. You know, play it the next day in your in your in your radio, your boombox. You know, um, and and this song, Rapper's Delight, um, really you know totally changed. It made rap music something that everybody can listen to. Everybody, all of a sudden, it wasn't just you know urban. It wasn't just black people. It was it was a song that everybody could listen to. And uh, as my brother will tell you, it also happens to be a song that that I've been known to um, partake in <laughs> uh, uh, live um, every once in a while. Now I'm not I'm not gonna rap for y'all. Not tonight. Maybe another time. But in honor oh. of Big Big. Uh, not tonight. Maybe, maybe one day though. I gotta do it when K Star's on the line because he had a, he had questioned and challenged my lyrical skills. So I gotta do it when K Star's on. But what I do want to do in honor of Big Bang Kank, who died, and the report is he had cancer, 57 years old. Um, I'm gonna play this one verse from Rapper's Delight for Big Bang Kank. May he rest in peace. Somebody you heard my voice, but I brought two friends along And next on the mic is my man Hank Come on, Hank, sing that song Check it out, I'm the C-A-S-N, the O-V-A, and the rest is F-L-Y You see, I go by the code of the doctor of the mix And these reasons, I'll tell you why You see, I'm six foot one, and I'm tons of fun And I guess to a D You see, I got more clothes than Muhammad Ali And I dress no bitches me I got bodyguards, I got two big guards that definitely ain't the whack I got a Lincoln Continental man, or some new Cadillac So after school I take a dip in the pool, which is really on the wall I got a color TV so I can see the Knicks play basketball Hear me talking about checkbook, credit it cost more money than a sucker could ever spend But I wouldn't give a sucker or a bum from the rock and not a dime till I made it again Everybody go, oh, hell, oh, hell, what you gonna do today? Cause I'm gonna get a fly girl, gonna get some spank and drive off in a death OJ. Everybody go, oh, hell, oh, hell, holiday in. See, if your girl stops acting up, then you take her friend. I never get tired of hearing that song. So, uh, I had the whole song, maybe, maybe before. Maybe before we go off the air, I'll play the whole song for everybody. But rest in peace, Big Bang Hank. Uh, so anyway, you know, we, we had, I'm sorry, somebody want to say something? No, just yes, indeed, completely agree. I thought he was the best out of the trio myself. Yeah, you know, they just they. I don't know. I, I kind of like Wonder Mike myself, but but they they just had a, a sound, and the three of their styles just flowed nicely together. You know, it, it just it just it didn't sound the same. It just you, if you hear the song, and I'm sure most people have heard the song at least once. Their voices are all very unique and very different, and uh, even though it's the same beat, that chic, good times, um, instrumental, um, which mm-hmm. turned out to be a very, very popular instrumental for uh, hip-hop music back in the late 70s and early 80s, um, but their voices were just, that's why I always liked the song, that's why I like memorized it from back then, and because it's just their voices, you know, and there's other songs, there's, uh, you know, uh, Eighth Wonder and Apache, and there's other songs, you guys can just Google them, but that, this was the song, though. I mean, without this song, there's no, there's nothing else. So, but um, yeah, big bang, big bang, hey, rest in peace. Okay, um, 
So this weekend we had two six and three teams face one and eight teams, and uh, one of the six and three teams uh, won. And uh, you know I'm gonna uh, hold on. Where we go? One of them won. How about them Cowboys? <laughs> yeah, yeah, missed doing that last week. And uh, one of them lost. One of them lost, um, and the score doesn't really reflect um, how badly that the Steelers lost to the Jets. Um, that was an ugly game. I mean, I, I mean, that was an ugly game. So, first question, you know, now I was I stood alone last week, and I'm not gonna say that that has anything to do with K Star not being here. He's been known to come on the show and face the music, so uh, I'm sure next week he'll be back to face more of this music. But I, you know, I stood alone last week with K Star, and I said that I was going to put Big Ben. And, and and named the Fab Five, including Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, Peyton Manning, and now Ben Roethlisberger, for two reasons. Um, he he has gotten to 100 wins uh, in 150 games faster than anybody. The two performances he had back-to-back in two Super Bowls. And I felt like, you know what? He's earned it. He's earned it. And right on cue... <laughs> Right on cue, he makes me eat my words. Or did he? Uh, Train, you were one that said consistency. Um, did I anoint Big Ben too soon? You want some hot dog with them words? <laughs> 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 no, I want to make it sure it tastes, tastes good for you, man. Salt, pepper, sriracha, hot dog, whatever you need, bro. <laughs> Well, you know, I mean, I mean, like I said, you know, 100 wins out of 150 games faster than anybody, including the four horsemen, two Super Bowls, you know, in which uh, of the four horsemen, only one has three. The other three have one each. I mean, the statistics don't necessarily conflict with my designation and then doing something that had never been done before. Two weeks in a row, yeah, you know, I, 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 I can't necessarily say I regret it, um, but I, I must say that watching the game against the Jets and looking at how horrible he played um, did give me cause to pause. It did give me cause to say, was I presumptuous? Did I, did I do this too quickly? Like I said, man, the four horsemen are, you know, consistently consistent. <laughs> but Drew Brees is not consistent this year, though. Drew Brees is not having a four-horseman year. I mean, Drew Brees lost that game to the 49ers. You know, let's call it like it is, three turnovers, you know, including the one in overtime. I mean, you you know, you, you can't do that. And he, he admitted it. But this is a guy that we have, I mean, first of all, <laughs> I don't know what's going on with my fantasy life. My fantasy life this year is horrible. I've had to clinch two wins in, my, in the other league for three weeks, and I've lost three in a row. And my magic number to get in the playoff is two. And in the league we're in, I'm done. I, I, I just got nothing left. I'm done. I think I'm eliminated. Um, and, and some of it is Breeze just hasn't been this year. And it's not so much the running game. It's really Breeze. He's just not, he's not lighting it up like he's done in the past. So, I mean, what you're saying, consistency. But this year, I, I don't think I can say that I'm seeing it from Breeze. I think, I think arguably – if you look over the entire season, I think Ben's having a better year than Drew Brees this year. Yeah, I want to argue against that. 
Uh, I'm still not putting them up there. JB, what do you think? I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I just just don't completely face my four horses just off, you know, just off Super Bowl. It it takes a lot, a lot to win Super Bowl. Quarterback is only one position in that aspect, but four horsemen, they they just do something different at the quarterback position that I haven't seen up this year. JB, you stood with Train last week and, and pretty much agreed. Um, you know, are, are you still in the mindset, even with Drew Brees having a substandard Drew Brees year, that uh, Ben just doesn't deserve to be put in that category? Well, I mean, uh, basically, Dr. Trent and I were on the same page last week, and, and I'm still going to stand by what I said. But I, at the same token, see, I don't think that you anointed him too early. I think everybody is going to have a bad game, and they're subject to have a bad game. His came against the Jets, which, well, the only certain things I can say is, is basically two things. One, the Jets do have a good defense, and it was uh, on the road against the Jets. So I would give those two aspects to it. But he didn't have a good game, plain and simple. So uh, we'll see what he does next week. But I'm not going to take one bad game and, and just throw him down the river. Yeah, I, I think that's good. You know, I think uh, I'm going to stand by it because I think that if if we had to gamble, if Ben could come back, I think we would all agree that he's got the wherewithal. When we talk about a leader, when we talk about a resilient quarterback, Ben Roethlisberger is resilient. Ben Roethlisberger is a leader. Ben Roethlisberger is a tough quarterback. We would all take him on our teams. You know, if, if, um, I, know I don't know. I, I know you take him in a second now. I don't know if I would take him over <laughs> Romo, um, but I would take him. He would be a quarterback I would have no problem taking. He is a great quarterback. Um, I think it just comes down to it is hard to picture someone else. I mean, frankly, if Romo had playoff wins, Romo's got the stats to be with the uh, um, four horsemen. He just doesn't have the post game. He doesn't have post. I mean, uh, post post uh, uh, postseason. He doesn't have playoff wins. He got one. You know. He doesn't have any Super Bowls, doesn't have Super Bowl appearances, doesn't, you know. So that's why. That's the only reason. If we were talking regular season, oh, I'd be, oh, I'd be loud about Romo being right there. Because regular season, Romo has all the numbers, he has the wins, he has the stats, but it's just the postseason's just not there, not there for him. So that's why I don't, I don't go there. Um, but maybe this year that'll change. So, well, let's see what happens. I, I, I know that. I'm cautious now because I feel like I may have gotten there a little quick. Uh, and I don't mean quick because the guy's been playing for 10 years. So, um, But, baby, I should let the season go out before making that decision. But let's see what happens. I'm not going to take it back just yet. Um, I'm not going to take it back just yet. Let's see what happens. All right. Remember, guys, 347 um, 839 On that same game, we had Michael Vick come out play very, very well, and uh, I don't have the audio clip, but he was asked if, and I was a little surprised at his answer, <laughs> to be honest with you, but he was asked if he had been the starter from the beginning, if the Jets would have won more games, and he said, yeah, <laughs> um, which I thought was the right answer, frankly, but I thought knowing that you got to go in the locker room with the guy that was a starter, kind of a, a, a you know, you know, wow, you know, how, how's that going to sound? You know, how's he going to feel? This is this is the guy that, 
that you're going to go back. I mean, it's not like Rex came out and said Michael Vick's a starter for the rest of the year. Um, he's taking it week by week. So, um, but, but that said, I know I said beginning of the season, Rex should, uh, uh, Vic should have been a starter, period. And I never wavered from that. But I believe I could be wrong. I don't know that my co-host felt the same way. JB, I, I might be wrong, but I thought you were okay with Geno starting. Yeah, based on what was going on in, in the preseason and the fact that Rex had said he's our starter, he wanted to start in position, I'm not inside the locker room, so I can't really dictate what goes on there. But if the head coach is saying you're the starter, then you got to give him the keys and you got to stick with him. Like I had said a few weeks ago, is not the primary problem. He definitely did not help himself. Primary problem is the general manager. That's where it starts. Gino needs to sit down. He needs to be on the bench because he hasn't been playing well. And as far as Vic's comment of saying that, yeah, if he had started earlier with one more game, I, I, I can't fault him for that. What else is he going to say? No, if I was in there, we'd still suck? No. He's, you know, that's how he feels. So I can't fault him for that. Well, you know, but 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 uh, obviously you want quarterback to be, but usually there's a more politically correct answer. Usually you don't come out and say yes or no. You come out and say, well, you know, something to the effect of, well, I don't. We, how do we know? You know, we, you know, we're a team. We fought in these games. I'd like to think that you know I would have been uh, affected, but Gino, it was his team. He did what he could. We lost. His, you know, usually you get that political garbage. You don't get the guy to come out and say, yeah. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Of course, that's how he feels. That's what he's thinking. But usually you don't get that verbalized because then when you're done, you got to go in the locker room. you got to go on the field with that guy. I'm saying, yeah, I would have did a better job than you, dude. <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah, I said it once. <laughs> um, train, when your thoughts. Hold on a second. Let me, let me, before we hand on the train, when you're one and you beat the Steelers and you beat Big Ben, who's come off of arguably two consecutive games of unheard of play, and you come out and win, I don't have a problem with it. If they were 5-5 five and five or 4-6, and six, I could understand being politically correct with it, and, and I completely agree with that. But when your record is what it is and you got a lame duck coach and you've been sitting on the bench all this time, and sometimes you got to get a little frustration. You stick your chest out a little bit. I ain't mad yeah, at him. Earlier, though. I mean, I mean, uh, wait a minute now. Where was this earlier? He's been he's been interviewed all year, and he, you know, it's Gino's team, and he he didn't he didn't act like he. Frankly, he didn't even act like he wanted the starting job. He acted like he was pretty content. You know, I'm going to mentor him, and I'm going to tutor him, and he acted like he was content being the backup. So I mean, I get what you're saying. You can stick your chest out after you won over the Steelers and upset. I get that, but I didn't get any sense of that during the frustration of all those weeks of losing. I didn't get that. I got the sense that, you know, you were supporting your starting quarterback, and he made no effort to make any of us feel like he wanted that job. Now you get the job, you do well. Now you're going to stick your chest out and say, well, we would have won more games. That's how you're supposed to feel like that. Absolutely. My problem is this ain't – we're not talking about Brandon Marshall talking about Jay Cutler. We're talking about you're being asked about your starting quarterback and what would have happened if you had started. Now, this guy's on the bench. Now, you just threw him under the bus. Now, you got to go back there in the locker room. This is the same guy for eight weeks that you said I'm mentoring and I'm helping. Now, you just came out and said, if I had started, we would have won more games. I'm just saying, I'm not saying I necessarily have a problem with it. I was surprised. I'm used to more of a politically tap dance kind of answer, particularly from Michael Vick, because that's what he's been doing all year. He's been he's been 
you know, polite and all of that. I was surprised when, you know, with the record they have, I thought Vic would have been a little more boisterous, would have said something like, yeah, you know, I'm here. <laughs> Wish I could help this team. That's what they brought me here for. You know, something. He didn't do anything like that till this game. Spend the whole time he's been spending on the bench, picking the splinters out of his behind. Yeah, he's going to keep his mouth shut. Once he get that opportunity and he start playing well, he's going to let the lips fly. So, yeah. I, for one, I, I, for one, feel like it should have been an open competition from the beginning. One that I felt Michael Pitts would surely, surely win. There was nothing from Geno Smith last year that said he should be done to be a starter this year. Uh, and for a young quarterback, I'm, I'm always, you know, behind them sitting and just getting, just, just, just watching, just learning from the bench. Just give it a couple years. You know, uh, prime examples, Phil Rivers and Rodgers. But they felt like Geno should start, and this is the result. Yeah, and, and two things to add to that. Number one, I think when you go out and you get a Michael Vick, you know, it just, to me, you know, you, you get him in to start. You, you He's not, he's not. I didn't see him as a, uh, you know, quite ready to be a backup. I thought he should be starting. He's not. He's got some tread left on that tire, you know. But okay. So, 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 and I don't know that it really was an open competition train. I think you're right. I think they kind of just went with the their their younger draft pick and said it's his team. Um, but the other thing is, why wait so long? Team been stinking all year. You know, you wait till you pretty much out of it to put Vic in. I mean, when you were, you know, 0-4 or 1-4 or whatever, maybe then was the time to make the change when there was still a chance to save your season. What's the point now? I mean, really, frankly, let the guy play it out now. I mean, you know, you really have nothing to gain. You're not going to the playoffs. Not happening. So, so and, and, and Rex, I'm sorry to say, I don't believe you're going to have a job now. So why now, after eight games, nine games, make him the starter? That's why I, I that's I don't get that. I don't get that. Mm-hmm. Don't know. Um. Uh, JP, I think you followed Cam. I know you followed Cam from uh, college, you know, and um, we saw the game last night and the Eagles. You know, God bless them, man. I mean, I hate the I hate the team, but I gotta give them credit where credit is due. They put a molly whopping on the on the on the uh, uh, Panthers last night. Um, there's a lot of people that are saying, you know, Cam looks hurt, doesn't look healthy. Clearly, the pocket mobility. I mean, I saw one of the defensive ends chase him down, shocked the heck out of me. You don't. I mean, Cam on that play was chased down and sacked, and the Cam I know. Would have ran right away from him. So I will agree. Visually, I test is something wrong with him physically. Jay, the question is, do you sit him down? Do you shut it down and say you got to get healthy? You're our franchise. You're the face of this team. Or do you keep him in and say we're still trying to win this division? Suck it up, Buttercup. Go, go get treatment. We'll see you on Sunday. Eye test, sniff test, field test, look test, any test you want, it didn't look like he was healthy. And that same play that you're talking about, yeah, my jaw hit the ground and bounced back up and almost gave me a concussion. 
because I couldn't believe a, a defensive lineman caught him from behind. No, he does not look healthy. But when you're in a position that is this week, where just basically nobody's out, even the Buccaneers, for all intents and purposes, are still alive in that division. So go figure. When you have a week of like that, and that's the best opportunity to win, you don't have to tell them to suck it up and go out there and, and give it another try. Or the season's going to be lost. you got to give your, your team the best chance to win. Train, do you agree? Dr. Trey? Um, yeah, sorry about that. Um, man, it's the fact that they are still in the race, even with a losing record, you may be able to buy yourself some time by letting Cam Newton rest. So that will, that would probably be my only way of sitting him, only reason for sitting him. But, you know, I kind of like it to defer to the players on this one. You know, in a sense that if you really think you can play, if you really think you can be productive, then, you know, we'll let you play if you can go. You know, but if you can't go, you know, we'll sit you. But in in this particular case, they, I mean, everybody in the division has losing, has a losing record, and the division is still, like, wide open. Give them one. Give them one more week. Just let them sit one more week that they're they're innocent to him. He's... You know, he he's had some experience as a starting Q, as a starting QB, so I don't even know who their next game is, but he may be able Atlanta. to carry them to the, to the Atlanta. Oh, sh- I would definitely say I would let their hands carry them to the next game. See, so, so you're talking you're talking to a guy who has Tony Romo, who's coming off of injury, and we had Brandon Whedon go in for a week and play pathetically. So. Mm-hmm. I can't agree with you because one thing I've learned in the last three weeks is you have to put your best chance out there to win. And if Cam is medically cleared, that's the key. If the doctors look at him and say he he, he can play, it's a matter of how. Now it's up to him. But for our test, for what we look at, he's okay to play. Now it's a matter of how much discomfort, how much pain, you know, now it's his call. Um, you got to put your best player out there. I don't buy. I'm no longer. I used to be there. I'm. I'm done with that. Sit him for a week and all that. This ain't the NBA where they sit. You know, they sit Parker and 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 um, uh, Duncan. You know, because it's 82 games. So uh, you know, we're gonna give him rest throughout the season. Get him. You know, we know we're going to playoffs because we go to playoffs every year. So we know being a playoffs. So we're gonna sit them strategically so they rest up. So they got. We okay. Well, you're playing 82 games. Here it's 16 games. Every game matters. Every game counts. There's no game that you can say unless you clinch a playoffs. Okay, fine. And clearly, that division nobody's even 500. You, you need you need your troops. And if he's medically cleared, he's got to play. He's got to go out there and play. Period. As long as they're fighting for a playoff spot, he's their best chance to win. I've seen Derek Anderson. He's had, you know, like most of the backup quarterbacks in the NFL, they've had their great games. They've had their flashes. But there's a reason he's a backup. There's a reason he's not a starter, you know. And so for my money, he's got to play. Um, Fortunately, they don't have to play the Eagles again because, man, oh, man, that was bad. (laughs) Man, oh, man, that was bad. Um, But let let me call an audible because this leads into another question that I didn't put on the agenda. Um, but let me get your thoughts on this, Dr. Train. You still with me? 
Yes, no, maybe. Yes, yes, I'm still with you, man. It's got a lot of moving parts, so I kind of, yeah, go ahead. Um, so we've got uh, two, uh, you know, playoff contenders. And, uh, you know, right now, the, the number one and number three seed in the, NF, in the NFC, both with backup quarterbacks. Cardinals have Drew Stanton, uh, and he's their man for the year. And the Eagles have Mark Sanchez. Um, we don't know for how long because Foles, uh, you know, they, he's not on injured reserve. So there is some thought that maybe by the end of the season, somewhere um, six weeks, seven weeks down the road, he might be okay to play. We don't, we don't know, but he's they're letting it heal on his own. But for right now, they're rolling with Sanchez. Stanton's it. Um, when you listen to the pundits, they feel pretty good about both these guys. Uh, even Arians came out and said, I believe we can win a Super Bowl with Drew Stanton. Yes, oh. Um, uh, 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 Sanchez, they're saying he's never had this many weapons. Quarterback friendly coach, offense friendly, looked good last night against the Panthers. I mean, what are your thoughts on these teams with their backups and the hype around these backups coming in and people thinking that they can just roll in and not miss a beat? Do you think that, do you agree with that? Do you not agree? Your thoughts? I think I think the credit here, if they are successful, to me, the credit would definitely go to the coaching staff and the players that they put around them. No, Sanchez has never had, you know what I'm saying, this big of a candy store. You know, he's been given little pieces here and there. You know, take this little piece and you sit down and you'd be satisfied. But he's surrounded by a lot of weapons, and he's with a coach that, that looks like he knows how to use his abilities, use his strengths, because that's that's your job as a coach. You know what I'm saying? Put your player in a position to be successful. And I believe that's what Chip Kelly would do with Sanchez, and that's the reason why the Eagles would still continue to be competitive. The same reason why I feel like the Cardinals would still be competitive. Bruce Arians will put Drew Stanton in a position to be successful within that offense. JB, JB, do you think uh, do you buy what they're selling with these backups? Actually, yeah, I, I do, and and I agree with what Train is saying about going a different direction. Earlier in the year, I said I was impressed with the Eagles because they can beat you not just with the offense, but they can also beat you with defensive scoring and special teams, and that was evident last night. And evident with the Cardinals was the defense and the being able to score, pick six, pick up fumbles, what have you. So it's not just the offense that can produce on both sides. It's also special teams and defense that can help these teams win just in case these backups don't play up to the level of expectation that they're accustomed to. So those are the reasons why I think they, they can hold their own uh, until the, the playoffs start up. Well, you know, the thing is, I'm not sure either one of you answered my question because you're talking about the team and I'm talking about the player. I'm asking if you guys think the player, because that's what we're really talking about. Uh, I know it's a team game, but, you know, again, they're saying that Sanchez, some are even saying, you know, could Sanchez ultimately take over that team from Foles? Foles wasn't really lighting it up this year, 13 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. So the talk, and not really saying that with Stanton, but they're saying Stanton can lead the team to the Super Bowl. 
Well, T, you you know, in a sense, I'm answering your question by saying yes, but yes because of what's around him. Not yes because of Sanchez alone. I'm saying yes, he'll hold up because of what's around him. Yes, Drew Stanton will hold up because of what's around him, not just by them alone. No, if that was the case, they'd be starting quarterbacks for other teams. Well, and I think that's my point is they're not starters and they're being they're they're really getting a lot of credit and I and I think I'm sitting there saying, well, Sanchez is a backup. I know what he did in the, you know New York, but that's in the past. He was brought in as a backup, and you know all of the hype is that he's never had these kind of weapons, offensive friendly team, and and I'm hearing rumblings about could he take this team? You know, could this be a uh, you know, a, 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 a situation where Foles never gets his job back. That's what I'm hearing. I, I'm not saying that's going to happen, but that's what I'm hearing. If Sanchez plays well. Um, and and Arians came out and said, I think we can win a Super Bowl, which I thought was ridiculous for him to say barely halfway through the season. Um, but he said, I think we can win a Super Bowl with Stanton. Um, I, I get you saying that, you know, that with the team around them, you can compensate um, – but I think what we're going to see with both of these teams is why these guys were not um, starters. I, I think that, and, and, and here's what my prediction is. In the Eagles, now there is film on Sanchez in this system. When any film before in this system. So, you know, and, and let's be clear. Is it, was it really a test against the Panthers? Yes, last year they had the second-ranked defense in the NFL. They haven't played anything like that this year. So we don't know. They're, they're not a very good defensive team compared to last year. But now there's film for the teams that – so let's see what happens now when he goes in the, in the Green Bay next week. Let's see when he comes to Dallas, okay? Uh, you know Marinelli's good at putting a scheme together. Um, so let's see these next couple of games coming up. They still got to play Seattle. Right, we know how good their defense can play. So let's just see now, okay? You know, as Parcel says, put away the anointing oils. Right? Let's just see. And and Stanton, um, yeah, there's a reason he's a backup. There's a reason you just signed Carson Palmer to a three-year deal. And now you're sitting there saying, "But we can win a Super Bowl with this guy?" It just it, it defies logic. You, then why wasn't he the starter? Yes, you have a good defense. Yes, you have a lot of weapons on offense. Yes, he came in off the bench, made some great throws, and he, he seems like he can be serviceable. But let's just see now, because now you've got to play your division. Now you've got to play San Francisco. You've got to play Seattle. You know, you've got some games coming up. So let's just see what these backups can do. And now there's film, right? I mean, Stanton had film, but he came in off the bench for this game, so they weren't ready to play him. But now he's starting, so let's see what happens next week. He's got three and a half games of film. Sanchez has a game and a half of film. Let's just see. So, so I agree with both of your bigger picture items, but the focus on these two players, I agree. Train, you hit exactly where I was going. There's a reason that they weren't starters. And I think that for a team like a Green Bay, for a team like a Dallas, you know, these are teams that are in the conversation at, with three losses of trying to win the division and, uh, or, or uh, 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 Detroit to win the division and, and get a first-round bye, you know, by being a one or two seed. Um, this now could potentially open up a door where there could be some losses here because 
you have the backup playing and not the starter. And I think people, people, you know, you, you, there's stories of people coming in and taking over jobs, but it's rare. It's not the norm in this league. It's not the norm. The Tom Brady six-round draft pick or whatever he was, seventh round or whatever he was, coming off the bench and taking over and going to the Super Bowl. Yeah, that, that's, that's not normal. <laughs> you know, that, that, that's the exception. You know, uh, Kaepernick coming in and taking the job from Alex Smith, who was uh, had a winning record. Yeah, that's not that's not normal. You know, Russell Wilson winning the starting job, even though you just paid 10 million to to, uh, Matt Flynn. Yeah, that's not the norm. So I think everyone's got to slow down. Guys can just come in like these starters didn't mean anything, like Foles didn't mean anything, like like uh, Carson Palmer didn't mean anything. No, these guys. This was their team. This was their system. And I think you're going to see in the next few weeks the reason why these guys are backups. I'm not saying they're going to go and, you know, completely, you know, do a Geno Smith. But I think we're going to see some games that maybe the starter would have won and maybe the backup just because of a lack of experience in the system, lack of playing time, and just, frankly, not having the same skill sets as the starter. And I think we're going to see that play out with Philly and with uh, Arizona. That's my prediction. I'm sticking to it. JB. Are you there? Yes, sir. You asked a question that I think is a good one. I touched on a little bit earlier, but, you know, we see we saw Ben Roethlisberger. Now, how, how did Dad used to say his name, Jay? Roethlisberger. He's always cracked me up. Uh but uh, we've seen him come out two games in a row, throw six touchdowns. We saw uh, Aaron Rodgers come out and throw six and a quarter, or in a half. Maybe it was a quarter. I don't know. We've seen Peyton come out and throw five. <laughs> <laughs> um, the question you asked that I want you to answer is, you know, is this what we're going to see more of, four, five, six, seven touchdown games? Is that just going to become kind of the way it is in the NFL moving forward? What do you think? I really do believe it's trending in that direction. I mean, you just look at the yardage over the, the last three to four years and, and how many yards the quarterbacks are able to accumulate on, on a regular basis. And I think we had all touched on it earlier, too, when you had mentioned about the, the faux pas that you had last week, the whole five-yard no contact. That plays a huge part. I mean, you need separation in order to get the ball to the receiver. If you can't make a great throw, at least you'll have separation. And putting that rule in play really changes the scheme of things. So moving forward, we're going to see more yards added on from from lesser talented quarterbacks. We're going to see more touchdowns come uh, from lesser talented quarterbacks. Take nothing away from what Aaron Rodgers did. Take nothing away from what Big Ben did. Take nothing away from Peyton Manning. Take nothing away from those guys. But the advent of seeing one touchdown or two touchdowns a game, that, that's, that's in the rear view. Seeing three touchdowns a game is going to be about the average. Anywhere between two and three is going to be the average. And then you're going to see these fours and fives and six and probably sevens start to pop up in the near future on a more regular basis. So I think we're trending in that direction. Uh, Dr. Train, what do you think? Do you agree? Do you disagree? Oh, man, I, I really don't want to agree, man, because I know what it means for defenses. I know what it means for defensive coordinators. <laughs> but I, I – uh, for that to become a trend, 
I don't I don't see it. That's 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 a that's a that, that's a lot of that's a lot of scoring, man. And I refuse to believe these defense coordinators just sit back and just let that happen. Come up with a way to draft better. Come up with better schemes. Come up with better ways to get to the quarterback to keep that from happening. Because that's what you that's what you need to do. You need better pass rushes. You need better DBs. You need better secondary altogether. Yeah, I don't. I, I'm, I'm gonna wait and see on that one. I, I agree with Train. I think this year though. We're probably going to see it this year more. Um, I think that's going to continue to be the trend with some of the weaker teams and some of the better quarterbacks. Um, But I think, as I've said for years, the the NFL eventually catches up. And I think that, um, you know, now you have a year of video, you have a year of tape to go back and review in the offseason and to go back and adjust your defensive scheme. We didn't know this year. We knew on paper what it meant for them to call the five yard tighter. But now we know. So now you have to go back and rescheme and replan. What does that mean? I think that will always mean that there'll be more yards moving forward. But I don't know if it means it'll be more touchdowns moving forward. I think I think the defenses are gonna catch up next year. And that's why it's always going to be imperative to have a running game. That's why you're that's why you're gonna always see you know, DeMarco Murray's and these guys racking up some yards because, you know, we, we've we seen what happens if there's no threat of a run. There has to be a threat of a run. Now, Ronnie Hillman's out, uh, I don't know, and over there in Denver. I don't know how long. I didn't catch how long, but I know he's out for at least a couple of weeks, um, if not longer. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens over in Denver because he emerged as their feature back, and now he's out. Um so you still need that threat of a run to set up the passing game. And uh, I, I just I, – I, I think this year we're going to see more of it. But I'm leaning towards train on, on – I think defenses may catch up next year. But we'll see. We'll see. I thought the read option was dead, and then I watched, I watched uh, Seattle read option all over New York this week. So <laughs> – well, let me let me let me give you a bit of a counter to that, and and I don't disagree. But here's the other thing: back in the day when we were watching football, anytime you have first and goal, second and goal, run play, run play, run play until you punch it in. Now you have ball on first and goal at the one. They're throwing the ball. First and goal from the two. Second and goal from the two. They're throwing the ball more. So there's there's. If, I wish I had the stats to to back it up, but just from the eyeball test, you see less rushing touchdowns, yet more passing touchdowns. So the scoring could be about the same or increase a little bit, but it's the same because they're throwing the ball more in the red zone, and especially when they get within five yards than they had in the past. You're not seeing the the, the defense and getting running ball or getting a running game over the over the goal line. You're seeing more passing down there. Yeah, I, I mean maybe. Yeah, I mean I think I think it depends on the team. Um, I think if it's first and goal at the one, I think I think there's still a lot of teams. I think Marshawn Lynch is going to get the ball. I think Murray's going to get the ball. I think Bell's going to get the ball. You know, I, I still think there's a lot of teams that first and goal at the one. Um, you know, I think Cam Newton's going to sneak it. You know, I think Manning might sneak it. Um, but you know, when you get to second, you know, if you get stuffed. And now you're at second and third down. Yeah, I mean, you're not going to pound it in three plays anymore. You know, second and third, now they're going to shotgun and spread it out. 
Uh, frankly, I think that's just hard to defend. You know, I think it's just it's 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 really hard to defend. You only have to go one yard. You go four wide. Maybe keep a running back in to draw a play or sneak it up the middle. Or it's just, it's a hard play to defend, frankly. Um, but I still think a lot of teams at first and goal on the one, gonna try to pound it in. I mean, we saw we saw San Francisco, uh, for, you know, first and goal at the one, and Kaepernick snuck and fumbled and lost the game. You know, um, so I, I, yeah, I mean, I, I'd be interested in. That's that's a that's an anecdotal comment, and we don't have stats on that. So I'd be interested to know if the stats backed that or not. I don't know if we could find that out, but maybe that's something we can look into and see. I'd be curious to know if if that's true statistically. Um, so, all right. Um, real quick, if the season ended today, and I thought that. Um, Looks like we lost Dr. Train. I hope he calls back. I don't know what's going on with Dr. Train tonight. Um, and I just thought it was interesting to look and see. On uh, the AFC, the pa- Patriots would be your number one seed. Your Broncos would be the number two seed. Colts, number three. Browns, number four. And then you have the Chiefs and the Bengals. So the Steelers would be out. The Ravens would be out. The Chargers would be out. Bills and Dolphins would be out. Um, and then you'd have, if I, if I have this right, you'd have the Colts hosting the Bengals, and you have the Browns with a home game hosting the Chiefs, um, which would be really interesting um, because that would really set things up nicely for the Browns. Uh, I'd actually pick them in that kind of a game. Um, And then they would – if they won um, and the Colts won, then the Browns would go to New England and the Colts would go to uh, Denver. So, yeah. Uh, kind of interesting just to look at what would happen if the season ended now and over in the NFC. Um, and yes, I'm surprised Cardinals eight and one, uh, they would be a home, home, home seed. And their goal would be to stay in, in uh, Phoenix straight through, through the Super Bowl, First team to ever do that. And uh, that's their goal. I think they're talking a little too much about it, though. I got to tell you, I, I just think there's too much Super Bowl talk. And, you know, no one's ever gone to the Super Bowl, um, you know, with an 8-1 and one record. So I, I just think they need to calm that down. He's saying that he's saying to them, um, don't let someone else get dressed in your locker room. Um, nice, nice phraseology. But at the same time, you know, we still got half a season to play. But um, and we do have Dr. Train back on. Welcome back, Dr. Train. Um, Thank you. Uh, but in the NFC, the Cardinals and the Lions would be the one and two. Eagles and the Saints would be the division winners in three and four at this point. And then Saints at four and five, mind you. And then the Cowboys and the Seahawks would be your wild card teams getting in. And then your first round games would have your um, Eagles hosting the Seahawks. And that would be a heck of a game. And then the Saints hosting the Cowboys. And we saw how the Cowboys took care of business with the Saints in Dallas. But this would be going to New Orleans um, to play where I think Dallas is a better team than New Orleans right now. But could they go into New Orleans and win that game? That would be interesting. But what, what's interesting about this, if the season ended now, uh, format is the Packers out 6-3 and three record, not in the playoffs. Um, 49ers, five and four out, you know, so 
you know, the way this looks, if I'm the Packers, you know, you really, you know, you're one game behind the lines. You really want to win that division. But there's no guarantee that you're going to get in uh, as a wild card. Because right now, um, you know, the Cowboys and the Seahawks have the inside track on the wild card. Um, yeah. Very, very interesting. So that's why I did that. Yeah, it's going to be fun to watch. It really is going to be fun to watch it play out down the stretch. And I just thought that that, that, that would be interesting. And um, All right. Uh, let's move on to the power rankings. Um, power rankings were very interesting this week. I'll remind everybody, 347-838-9525 if you want to call in. If you're listening on your podcast, we appreciate your loyalty and your support. And uh, power rankings. So, um, so pretty much everywhere you go outside of the Madden voice, everyone has the Patriots as their number one team. ESPN, NFL.com, Bleacher Report. Um, I added a new one, 24-7 Sports Composite, which actually takes five or six of the major uh, ranking systems and does a composite and uh, they have the Patriots. Um, and I have the Patriots and JB has the Patriots, but Dr. Train is still sticking with the Cardinals. Dr. Train still has the Cardinals. So he is out there alone on an island with the Cardinals is his number one team. And we talked about it last week. I won't put him on the spot, but, but um, he's, he's alone on that island everywhere I look. Uh, it's pretty unanimous. We'll have the Patriots, and I think it really comes off the fact of their their win over uh, Denver. Really, has kind of cinched that spot for them. Um, and the other thing that's really interesting, if you look around, none of the Madden Voice hosts had the Cowboys. Even me, I did not have the Cowboys in the top five. NFL.com has the Cowboys at number five, and Twenty Four Seven Sports has the Cowboys at number five. Which I find very, very interesting. And even myself, Homer that I am, um, I do not ahead of the Eagles simply because they haven't played yet. I do think they can beat the Eagles, but the Eagles are half a game ahead and um I had a very impressive win last night. If they had had a if they had lost or had a weaker performance, maybe I would have. But the Eagles had a, a very impressive win last night, so um so anyway, with that with that said the official power rankings for this week are as follows. Eagles, number five. Lions, number four. Broncos, number three. Cardinals, number two. And the New England Patriots, number one. The number one team for this week. And most of the rankings pretty much look like that. A little different, you know, some, uh, one of ESPN had the Packers at five. Bleacher Report had the Lions at five, Packers at four. Uh, there's Cowboys slipping in, and the Eagles. Um, Eagles are pretty much on all of them. Um, so the Packers and the Cowboys and the Lions are kind of, you know, sliding in and out. So you know, the bottom line is you probably got seven. You got eight teams uh, that really make up your power teams in the NFL: Patriots, Broncos, Cardinals, Cowboys. Lions, Packers, um, and I'm probably missing the Colts in there. So those are kind of your power teams in the NFL right now. All right. 
let's move on. Let's uh, jump right to our individual rants. And uh, JB, did you have one, or are you good? I'm, I'm good. There's really we beat the dead horse of the Bears, uh, and and we already talked about the Steelers, so we're we're good. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, Train already did kind of a rant on the Bears and Cutler. Uh, I'm gonna do something a little bit different. Uh, there's a lot of things that I could have said, um, but my my rant is going to defer to Veterans Day and have a pre-recorded piece that I'm going to play that really just kind of says it all about Veterans Day. So, T-Bonics, here we go. A hero, both in the football field and the battlefield. Many people knew Pat Tillman as the undersized player with an oversized heart. Pat Tillman knocked the helmet off of Isaac Burns. Pat Tillman died April 22, 2004, on the Afghan-Pakistan border, ambushed fighting Taliban and Afghan forces. Hundreds of soldiers have been killed in battle. Why does Tillman stand out? Because his story is very special. Pat Tillman on the play. Tillman began his football career at Arizona State University. He was the littlest big guy on the field, standing 5 feet 11 inches tall. Doug Tamaro, friend of Tillman and media coordinator at ASU, had a chance two months yeah. ago to have dinner with it Tillman. Just, it was just fun to be around. And, and that night, you know, I never get dessert. I got dessert. Never drink coffee after a meal. I got coffee because I did not want the night to end. I kind of wanted it to be like, like Groundhog Day. You know, I just want the day to come back and come back and come back. While at ASU, Tillman was crowned Pac-10 Player of the Year. He was also a star in the classroom as well. He was a 3.8 student. That's amazing that he wasn't a 4.0. I never want to see the classes that he didn't get an A in. After completing his college career, Tillman moved on to the NFL with the Arizona Cardinals for four years. The terrorist attacks of September 11, 2001 changed everything for Tillman. My great-grandfather was at Pearl Harbor, and a lot of my family has given up, you know, has gone and fought in wars, and, and I really haven't done a damn thing. Um, as far as laying myself on the line like that, and so I have a great deal of respect for those that have and what the flag stands for. Following this interview, Tillman made the decision to walk away from a $3.6 million contract with the Cardinals and join the elite Army Rangers with his brother Kevin. Pat's family and friends received news of his death on a Thursday and knew that he was not coming home. I think that Pat Tillman was probably the, the gentlest, caring guy around that my brother and I knew, my family knew. Hundreds if not thousands of people have made their way out to Sun Devil Stadium to pay their respects to Pat Tillman. Some soldiers have even stopped by to drop off medals they have won in the battlefield. In fact, one soldier dropped off the Purple Heart. Pat Tillman is a true example of a human being. He's special. And ASU should be proud they had him. He gave his life for our country to fight for us. He may have gone before us, but you know what? We're all going to catch up with him in a place that's better. You know, he'll be my hero. He'll be my daughter's hero. He's my wife's hero. Pat Tillman never stopped looking for new challenges on the field and in life. When he found them, he met them head on. He made the ultimate sacrifice when he chose patriotism over a paycheck. A hero that will never be forgotten. A statement that will live on with the spirit of Pat Tillman. 
All right. Um, Ten years ago, uh, he was killed in combat, in action. And uh, he was a very good uh, safety for the Cardinals. And uh, this is a guy, as you heard in the piece, that made the choice to um, give up his $3.6 million contract and uh, join the Army, Special Forces, the Rangers, and go fight for his country. Um, That, you know, (laughs) I mean, there's nothing to add to that. You know, that's just, just, there's no words to describe that. Um, And I I was a little disappointed that uh, maybe I missed it, but I didn't see any reference this weekend to this to him i'm uh, you know and if there was and i missed it then i apologize but um usually some kind of reference i didn't see anything at all um you know it's more generic thank you for your service troops and all that but um didn't really see anything so i thought i would remind everybody of what this what this young fine young man did dying at uh, 28 years old and um you know just a sign of you know, what we should be honoring today um, on Veterans Day. So that's my T-Bonics. All right. Uh, MVPs. Um, Train's MVP. Uh, well, go ahead, Train. You go ahead and say who your MVP is. Man, I'm not to give MVP to play Matthews, man. You know, he's been, um, he's been an outside wrestling linebacker since he's gotten the league and been tearing it up out there. But the last time we played Green Bay, even though we lost that one too, you know, Matt Forte had a, I mean, he, he had a good game. And he rushed for over 200 yards on the ground on Green Bay, even though we still lost. But, you know, I expected to see at least that part, you know, still works for us. I like it. Well, we could still be able to run the ball. You know, Dom Capers said, you know what? We're going to switch it up a little bit. We're going to move play Matthews to the middle. We're going to let him have free range from sideline to sideline. And when I say this dude was sideline to sideline, all over Matt Forte, like a fat kid on some cake, it was just unbelievable. And he was still able to rush the pass. And I think that was a significant change in their defense and their ability to at least stop the Bears from running the ball. Because uh, it made Mark Treston need to run real quick. Uh, not agreeing that he should have, but it, it, it definitely played straight into Green Bay hands. So good move, Tom Capers. Great play by uh, Clay Matthews. All right. JP, your weekly MVP. Yeah, weekly MVP, this one goes to the, the man that scored four touchdowns. That's Marshawn Lynch of the Seahawks. You know, he, he wants his money, he wants to get paid, and even though he's an Asian running back, he's still performing well. I, I I can't fault him for wanting his money, and he proved his worth with four touchdowns against the game New York Giant football team, but he was too much. So he gets my MVP. Mm. Okay. Uh, there was a few places I could have went. Um, I, I think that DeMarshawn Lynch, I think that should, my opinion is, that's a double MVP with him and Russell Wilson because I think a lot of Lynch's success 
was because Wilson was also running the ball and a lot of Wilson's success. I think that they were a duo for that particular game. That read option, just the Giants had no answer. Um, so I thought about going Russell Wilson since you went Marshawn Lynch. Um, yep. But I'm sorry. I was agreeing with you. Oh, okay. Um, but I, I, I'm going to go differently, and I'm going to go with Michael Vick. And I was decided that on this show because not only did he come in and and in a in a, in a, in a season that's done. Um, did he went? Did he did he lead that team to victory? But if people really understood what Michael Vick is still going through playing in the NFL because of the people that don't think he should be playing in the NFL because of the dog fighting, people still think and are very vocal about the fact that he shouldn't be playing. He gets harassed and bothered every game, every week, and now he's in arguably the biggest sports media market in the country, if not the world, as the starting quarterback. Now, the Jets may not be the most visible team, but New York is a big market. And so so we can't relate to what he must be going through. And the fact that he can take all of that and go out there and play that well and really turn back the clock and really look, you know, first quarterback to rush for 6,000 yards in his career, um, which is just incredible. We got running backs that didn't rush for six thousand yards, and and he and he did it. Um, you know, when they talk about Russell Wilson and Kaepernick and some of these guys, these guys are are, are yes, they're mobile and they're agile. But Michael Vick in his prime, there's nothing like that. There's nothing like that as far as mobile, agile, fast, you know, running quarterbacks. There's just nothing like that. Period. So. And again, with all the stuff that he goes through week to week because of the people that don't want to see him, which I could I can do a whole T bonus. I can do a whole show on that because that just gets my goat. The man paid his debt to society. The man still goes out and speaks. Doesn't have to. Doesn't have to, but still goes out and speaks against animal cruelty and yet people think he shouldn't be playing in the NFL. Get a life. It's just ridiculous. But that said, to go through all of that ridicule week after week and to go out there and play to that level, hats off to Michael Vick. Hats off. I hope he get. I hope either in New York or with another team, he gets another chance to be a starting quarterback in the NFL before he retires. I think he's earned it. So he's my MVP this week. Uh, Doctor Train, are you in position to do the pick six? Uh, it's all yours. All right. Uh, so last week's results. Bringing up the rear, Dr. Train with two wins and four losses. He's trying hard to close the gap, and he's gambling some some of these games, but it's biting him into buttocks, as, uh, as Forrest Gump would say. Uh, JB split at 3-3, three and three, so a little bit of a better performance than the week before with JB. Uh, Commissioner T at 4-2. And, two. and uh, K-Star uh, pulls ahead by one game over me with 5-1. and one. So that means for the week, uh, Dr. Train bringing up the rear, still respectable at 32 and 27. JB, who was bringing up the rear, but now set solidly at third with 34 and 25. Commissioner T at 38 and 21, one game behind K-Star at 39 and 20. Uh, So K-Star and I have a pretty good lead, but we're only one game apart. So, um, 
So I got to get my lead back so I can then go back to being the omniscient one. So that said, uh, let's do picks for this week. And uh, first game, Bills at 5-4 and four going to Miami uh, to play. Both of these teams surprising. Um, but, you know, now now you start getting into division games and people playing each other and, you know, so, so, so somebody's got to go down. Bills at the Dolphins. Uh, JB. I'm going with the Dolphins. Me too. Say it again. I, I didn't hear you. I'm sorry. Going with the Dolphins, they have a stronger defense. I believe in their defense more than the Bills overall. That's why I'm going with the Dolphins. Okay. Train. Man. Just, uh, before I answer the question, I'd just like to say, uh, we got a, 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 just a trio of games they set up play later on on Sunday. It's just ridiculous. Uh, unfortunately, I won't be able to see any of them. I'll be out taking engagement photos. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> you think I'm touching that one? I ain't touching that one, bro. <laughs> I'm still happy, but man, man, this will probably force you to get game rewind. I really want to see those. But my pick for this game is actually still a tough one because um, I don't know what field team is going to show up in Miami. Uh but the stronger team at this present moment uh, will have to see the Dolphins. And that's the one that I'm going to go with. Okay. Uh, I take the Dolphins, too. I think they're a better team. Um, and, you know, they they almost they almost beat Detroit. Um, they had that hey, – they could have won that game. So they're actually turning out to be a better team than I gave them credit for. Um, so I'm going with the Dolphins. Uh, Seahawks six and three at the Chiefs six and three. Um, I'll go first. I, I think the Seahawks, as, as I predicted a couple of weeks ago, they're getting it together. They had a great win over over New York, um, which is going to give them a lot of confidence. And um, Kansas City is not an easy place to play, but Seattle plays in Seattle. They're used to loud, noisy. They're, they, they're used to that, even though it's not going to be their crowd. But if any team can get ready to play in a hostile environment, it's the team that originated, well, not originated, but certainly perfected the hostile environment. Um, I think they come out fast and strong, and I think Seattle's going to win this game. So I got Seattle. Jesus. Uh, JB. Yeah, I'm going with Seattle also. I think that uh, not only have they found their groove again, there's still two games back of, of Arizona, and that window of taking over first place is slowly closing, and I think they realize they're going to have a little bit more urgency than uh, one would expect, so I'm going with Seattle. Train? I have to agree, man. Um, uh, I think losing the name will still hurt Seattle, but um, I, I still will get them. I'm not sure what kind of uh, you know, I think the Chiefs will have a tough defense for them. Not sure what kind of offense is going to show up for the Chiefs. It definitely goes to Jamal Charles, but for some reason, I still, I, I still give it to Seattle. They may edge them out with quarterback play. Okay. Um, Bengals five three and one at the Saints four and five. Doctor Train. Ooh, man. 
Who they versus who that? <laughs> wow. Um, the Bengals are starting to just state that they're letting me down. It's one of my favorite teams of life, man. Um, but the Saints aren't looking all that great either. They are at home, but teams have proven that their home field advantage is just not what it used to be. Um, so I got to gamble the game. I'm definitely going to take the Bengals in this one. I think they get back on track. Okay. JB? Going with the Hudak crew. I'm going with the Saints. They're playing at home. I think they gave one away. They they should have won that game. Too much on the line for them. Got to go with the Saints. Yeah, I mean, I... uh... You know, uh, you know, train. You're at the bottom, and it's games like this that are going to keep you at the bottom. Um, you know, Saints, Saints, Saints aren't going to lose this game. It, it, it is not. They're not going to lose this game. So, um, Drew Brees is going to get it together. He's going to have a big game. Saints all the way. That's what um, you said last week when K Star picked the Niners. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, did you watch the game? I, I mean, hey, yeah, I watched the game. I, 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 the best game of the whole week. Yeah, I don't have a problem. Best game. I, I don't have a problem with my pick. I mean, if somebody told me that um, it was going to be that kind of a game, I would have said they're lying. I really think I think if they play five more games, the Saints will win four out of those five. That was the fifth one. I think they they should have won that game. You know, they started slow, but when they got on track, they were controlling the game. But you know, stuff happens. And that should even make you think more about picking the Bengals. You think they're going to lose twice in a row at home? Ah, ah, ha-ha, as my brother would go. (laughs) There it is. (laughs) All right, Eagles 7-2 at the Packers 6-3. Let's go to Dr. Train. It's your division. This This is one of those trio of games that you talked about. Man, um wow, I go with the Packers, man. Uh, the the Lions and the Packers are rep started representing the NFC North pretty well. Better than my team ever could at this present moment. And um Sanchez played well in this game but this would definitely be a test. And if anybody can figure out <laughs> how to wrap I believe Dom Capers still with both Julius Peppers and Matthew. So um, I'm going to go with the uh, Packers. Okay. JB? Fly, Eagles, fly. But not in the Lambo. I'm going with the Packers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Green, nice. Bay's a tough pl- Green Bay's a tough place to play. Sanchez, I think this is where he comes down to earth. This is kind of what I was talking about. Now you step up, you're playing, you're playing Aaron Rodgers now. Relax. You know what I mean? You're playing a guy that's got it together. You're playing one of the four horsemen. And um, I think the defense, uh, you're right about Clay Matthews, ingenious, moving him to inside linebacker. The guy pretty much, you, you think, whatever position you put him at on defense, he can just play. He's just so talented. Um, um but I, I just I see that I mean obviously I'm gonna I want the Packers to win, but I see the Packers winning this game and I see Philly coming to Dallas on on uh, Thanksgiving tied with Dallas, um, and I don't know who has the tiebreaker going in, so I don't know if Dallas 
takes over first place or not. But same record, and that being an epic game in Dallas uh, Thursday. And let me just make one quick comment. I, I, I ha- I'm sorry, I'm a week ahead. It wouldn't be, it wouldn't be, it's still another week before Thanksgiving. So forgive me. But, but let me just make one quick comment. And I'm a week early, but I just have to throw it out there. Uh, Dallas is on a bye week, and then they come back and they play the Giants in two weeks. They play the Giants Sunday night football. And then they go and they play the Eagles on Thanksgiving, the 430 game. And then they turn around and play the Bears a week later. And I think that game is in Chicago, Thursday night game. So the schedule makers do not like Dallas. First of all, I don't know in history if there's been a shorter turnaround time from a Sunday night game to a Thursday afternoon game. That doesn't happen, okay? That doesn't happen. So you do that, and then on top of it, you turn around and say, okay, now you're going to, instead of getting your 10 days and playing on Sunday or even Monday night, no, now you got to turn around and play next Thursday night. So you play Thanksgiving every year, and then the next week you have to now play on Thursday night. Just not cool. Not cool, NFL. Not cool. That's, that's, That's actually one full week. It's a full week after you only had four days. You just had a short week. Everyone else, when you have a short week of four days, you get the ten days, right? That's the yeah, whole that's, benefit. That's I mean, yeah, but you got to consider. I mean, every team. I mean, there are what three games on 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 that Thursday. And, Actually, yeah. my team included. So we play. We don't play Sunday night. So there is a few hours difference, but we play that Sunday. Then we play that Thursday. And then we play again, you guys. The wait, wait, slow, slow. You're missing it. You're missing it. Back up. Mm-hmm. Back up. You got to go a week early. We play Sunday night before Thanksgiving. And then we play I, Thursday afternoon. Not Thursday night. I, I, Thursday I, afternoon. I acknowledge then, okay, but then, but then we play you guys the following Thursday. When you play on Thursday, you're not playing the next Thursday. You're playing the following Sunday or Monday. You're getting 10 days after playing us Thursday night. When we play no, we, you on we Thursday. Play, we play on Thanksgiving. We play on Thanksgiving Day. The Bears play on Thanksgiving Day? Yeah, we play we play the Lions first game. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's what that's that's why I just that's why I'm telling you because you didn't know that. <laughs> oh, okay. Except for our it's Sunday it's our it's Sunday it's game it's is not Sunday night. It's Sunday it's Sunday day the, the week prior. So you have a Sunday one o'clock game and then a Thursday one o'clock game. Oh well, actually Thursday, uh, man, I think it's is it nine thirty? It would be nine thirty Pacific time. So I mean, oh man, to, yeah, brutal. Okay, well, that's ah, it's not as bad as what we got. Oh, we, it's not <laughs> Sunday night eight thirty Sunday night game and then a Thursday four thirty game. That's the shortest turn. You will not find a shorter turnaround in NFL history. From game one to you game one, find a few hours, man. You might maybe an a hour. Few hours. <laughs> okay, spoken like someone who never played football. A few hours matters. Short I oh, oh, oh! I have played football, son. Yeah. Just, well, uh, then, on, yeah, I, I played in high school. Okay, so then you should know a few hours matters. Sean Payton was just complaining about playing Sunday afternoon and Thursday night. We're talking yeah, about hey. Sunday night and Thursday afternoon. Hours matter. Your body's got to heal up and recover. It matters. 
I, I, I understand. And frankly, because you, told, wait, you wait a minute, so you're telling me you guys have a similar schedule. You need to be on my side of the conversation then. You need to be with man, me. Man, we're three and six, man. They need as much football as they can. Hope they throw oh, up. Okay. Well, we're trying to we're trying to win our division and get into the you know get a first round bye, and I just I mean I'm I'm a little happier knowing that you guys were playing you guys on Thursday, so you 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 had a Thursday game too, so you don't get any more rest than we do, um, so that sure. that makes me feel a little bit better. And on top of it, even though we had a bye week, we had to go to London this year. Don't forget that. Now, granted, we got our bye week after coming back from London. I'm just yeah. Saying. Schedule makers ain't being ple ain't being ain't being uh, nice to Dallas. That's all I'm saying. Just saying. All right. Another team in the same boat, man. Yeah, yeah, and you should be with me. You should be. You should be <laughs> upset too. That's all I'm saying. All right. Um, uh, if, if we were winning. <laughs> okay. Well, that's your fault. You ain't winning, shoot. <laughs> um. All right, Lions. Um. Seven and two at the Cardinals, eight and one. Let's go back to Dr. Train again. Lions at the Cardinals. Man, as much as I, I hate to see teams in my division play well and we don't, man, I honestly like the way the Lions are winning. Uh, simply because it's like a scrappy fight for 60 minutes. You can't fall asleep on them, you can't think you have the game. You can't think it's over because you're up a couple of scores. They are fighting until the clock says zero, 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 and all the fans have left the state, left the stadium. So I'm going to take the Lions. Okay, JB. Yeah, I want to take the Lions. I really do because they they got Megatron back. When he's in the lineup, they're a different ball club. Uh, and with the Cardinals losing Palmer, that makes me want to go with the Lions even more. I'm going to go against that, though, and I'm going to stick with the Cardinals. I think they've got just enough to squeak one out, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Lions won. That's a tough one, but I'm going to go with the Cardinals. Hmm. Arizona, uh, Sun Devil Stadium, or wherever the heck they play, um, I've been out there. It's a hard place to play. Um, but I think, you know, when it, with, as I always say, comes down to quarterback and a coach, um, I would give the Cardinals a slight edge coach wise. I would give the lions a significant edge quarterback wise this year. I still don't believe in Stafford, but he, the team is making me a believer under Caldwell. Um, it's going to be, a, it should be a great game, but I think Stafford's experience and um, Caldwell having been there before, um, and and you know these guys know each other, Caldwell and Arians, they know each other. Um, so I, I'm going to give the edge to the Lions in this one, even though it's on the road. But I'm going to go ahead with uh, with the Lions on this one. That that should be that should be a great game. Um, oh man! What happened? You all right? I'm just thinking about the fact I'm gonna be taking pictures, man. Gosh, that's gonna be a good game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Hey, listen, man. I I I said I was gonna keep my mouth shut, but I will tell you what, man. I'ma just I'm just gonna say it, and and this is your world. I'm talking about me. I'm talking about me. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about me. If I was engaged, and and I was getting pictures, it would not be on Sunday. That's just me talking. <laughs> it wouldn't be on Sunday. 
I'm beat, baby. It ain't happening. Babe, baby, you better make it Saturday. You better make it one day. To- nope, it ain't happening. Sorry. It ain't happening. That's just me. Not saying you do anything wrong. You got to please your lady. You know, that's your wife-to-be, and you got to do what you got to do. You know, I, and, and I'm talking junk because I, I see she ain't listening right now. I don't see her number up there, so I know she ain't listening right now. So I <laughs> yeah, um. don't get it out. <laughs> <laughs> Why you hit it? Just go and shoot a brother your password to your game rewind. <laughs> Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Woo! All right, uh, but train honestly, if hey, if you want if you want to use my game rewind, let me know. I'll, I'll shoot you. To, I'll, I'll let you use it. I don't care. Um, that's not oh, a problem. Sweet. Yeah, yeah, that's not a problem. Just shoot me a text. I'll send you the login information and enjoy. Um, all right, uh, let's see. Last game of the week: uh, Patriots at the Colts. Uh, let's go to JB on this one. Right now, as as good as Brady is playing, I I can't go against them. I'm going with the Patriots. Okay. Um, Dr. Train. I'm going against the grain because I can. All right? I like the four horses. I think they are freaking awesome. But I think the next batch will feature Andrew Luck. You know? And I just like the Colts. They're at home. If any team can uh, smack the pages in the mouth in the middle of the season and get away with one, you know, just like a little brother sucker punching a big brother. <laughs> <Think coach can. laughs> so, let's go ahead and look. I'm going with the coach, man. Current company excluded, of course. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't never tried, Jay. Well, I mean, I, I was born that night, but not last night. I ain't stupid now. I mean, Negro, I weigh about 120 pounds. I ain't dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy to say that me and my brother have never got into a physical altercation. Uh, playing around, we used to wrestle when we were kids, but, uh, you know, uh, but a serious, like, throw throw hands fight, never happened, never will. Um, and, and even though I outweigh him, I would I, I am comfortable with the fact that he can take care of himself. So, um, fun to joke about it, but nah. Uh, let's see. All right, Patriots at the Colts. Man, this one is a tough one for me. I'm going to go with the Colts, and I'm reluctant. What? I am um, because they're home, and I think I I think that it is hard to maintain that level of play, and I think the Patriots are going to have another letdown before they get in the playoff mode, and this is it right here. We're still in November. You still got all of December to go. I agree with you. Andrew Luck is the real deal. You know, this guy ain't backing down. This guy ain't intimidated. This guy ain't nervous. You know, he ain't looking at this game as my idol's coming into play or whatever. He's looking at, I'm going, I want to beat these guys. And just something tells me that, that this is going to be a letdown game for the Patriots and that the Colts yeah. are going to pull an upset. You're messing up my plans to catch up with you, dude. Seriously, you was not supposed to pick. <laughs> <laughs> I did not yeah. expect you to go with the Lions. I'm like, nah, he don't like the Lions. No way. Then you go and pick the Colts. Uh, yeah, I, right. I think it'll be a great game, but I got to go with the Colts. 
So at least I'll be able to see that one. That's Sunday night, and there's no there. There will be no light outside, so we'll be back. Cool, cool, cool. Don't jinx yourself now. Well, don't jinx yourself. Be a big old gamma ray. All of a sudden, you taking pictures at ten o'clock at night. Don't do it. <laughs> don't do that, Jay. Don't do that. There's an article floating around on 247sportscott.com. Could Peterson replace Murray in Dallas? Just saying. Not not, not saying the article has any legs, just someone's opinion, but it's going to, I I said it last week and I will keep saying it. DeMarco Murray is a free agent after this year. Des Bryant is a free agent after this year. Do not do not think it is a fait complete that these guys are going to get signed to long-term contracts. Des Bryant, frankly, I think they might franchise him. And DeMarco, I just don't know. He's having an incredible year, but he has an injury history behind him that he hasn't escaped. And if Adrian Peterson becomes available, you know, for whatever reason, if you can get Adrian Peterson at, what is he, 29? Murray's 26? Beast. I mean, I got to tell you, I'm going to get Adrian Peterson. I know he's had, you know, I mean, he, he's a phenom. He's a guy that's come back from blowing out both his knees. I'm going to get Adrian Peterson. So let's just see what plays out. Good news is we ain't got to worry about it. Right now, Dallas just needs to go ahead and, and grab this number six Super Bowl so I can stop hearing K-Star talk about how the, Patriot, uh, the Steelers are uh, the only team with six Super Bowls. I'm sick of hearing that. Dallas needs to go ahead and get number six so we can shut K-Star up. Anyway. Um. All right, um, Doctor Train, the man who will be getting engagement pictures on 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 Football Sunday. Any <laughs> well, actually, it, it couldn't be helped because the person that we we got doing our pictures that was our only availability, so it couldn't be helped from that perspective. But looking forward to it. You know, another chapter in life. Still looking forward to the games. And yes, T, I will text you because. Yeah, I'll be up late Sunday since I'll have a few hours, and I'll be watching those games that I missed. <laughs> yeah, as soon as they're available. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, they don't become available until after all the broadcasts are done. So, but yeah, oh, yeah. Text, text me, and I'll send it to you. It's not a problem. All right. Uh, yeah. JB? Yes, sir? Any final thoughts? Yes, sir, I do. Um, and this one hits obviously close to home. It's fitting that Veterans Day would be on the same day that we have the Madden voice. And obviously, first person that comes to mind is is, uh, is Dad. So uh, I want to take this time to just salute him. I know he's watching us. Dad, I know you hear us. We thank you. We love you. We miss you. And you will always be with us. So happy Veterans Day to you. Amen. All right. Um, and just so you know, I went to see him today and uh, brought a little whiskey with me. And uh, we had it. We had our annual Veterans Day drink. Wasn't quite the same as we normally would have, but um, we still had our drink. So um, I echo everything that Jay just said. So, um, yeah. All right. So thank you, JB. Thank you, Dr. Train. I'm going to go ahead and mute you guys and just wrap up the show. So, um First of all, I want to thank Dr. Tran, and I want to thank JB, and I want to thank all the listeners, and I wish K-Star the best with, uh, you know, his, his, his family stuff that he's dealing with, and I'm sure he'll be back ready to go next week. Dallas has a bye week. 
Um, we didn't talk much about them this week, but there really wasn't much to say. They went to Jackson, they went to London, played Jacksonville, and did what they supposed to do to a bad team, which is dominate them. And um, the score really doesn't reflect that game. Romo, for all the people that said Romo shouldn't play, ridiculous. And you see how important Romo is to that team. And now they're off uh, for a week, so um, which is good. It gives me a chance to take a deep breath and catch some other games now and really see what's going on in the rest of the NFL. So uh, it's going to be a nice, relaxed Sunday watching football. So, listen, I want to just take a minute to thank, you know, Veterans Day, you know, all of the the people that have served our country. This is your day. And I, you know, me and my co-host and the Mad Voice want to thank you for your service to this country. Um, you know, we played Whitney. We, we, we've, you know, I played the Pat Tillman thing. I hope those of you who uh, listened enjoyed that. And, um, you know, we really should honor our veterans every day. It really shouldn't just be one day out of the year like this. Uh, it really should be something that is done all the time. The sacrifice that, that they make is, is beyond words. And, and what does it do? It keeps us free. And um, talk to people that come to this country from other countries where they weren't free, and they'll tell you how great it is to be in a country where, you know, you actually can have freedom of thought, freedom of movement, freedom, freedom of, freedom, freedom of decision-making. <laughs> you can select your own uh, politicians and people that lead the country. I mean, I think sometimes we take it for granted because we all we've ever known. Well, you know, so many people have died to keep this country free, and this is our day to thank them. So thank you. Thank you from all of us here at the Mad Voice. Um, so we talked about Big Bank Hank, and uh, I thought we'll end things on a little bit of an upbeat. I am going to play Rapper's Delight as we go off the air. I'll play the whole song uh, as my tribute to Big Bank Hank and, and the Sugar Hill Gang and, and maybe one show. Big T will bust out a verse live right here on the Madden Voice. Uh, won't be tonight, but maybe one show. I might do that for y'all. So for Dr. Train, for K-Star, who is not with us tonight, for JB, my lovely mother who has been listening to us, we love you, Mom. Talk to you soon. Thank you for listening. And remember this weekend, check out all the games. Season's winding down. But like on the Madden Voice, all feuds are settled on the field. Now a little rapper's delight to take us off. Doctor.
of the mix, and these reasons I'll tell you why. You see, I'm six foot one, and I'm tons of fun, and I dress to a D. You see, I got more clothes than Muhammad Ali, and I dress so vicious, me. I got bodyguards, I got two big guns, and definitely ain't the whack. I got a Lincoln Continental, and a son who Cadillac. So after school, I take a dip in the pool, which is really on the wall. I got a color TV, so I can see the Knicks play basketball. Him and talking about checkbook, credit cards, more money than a sucker could ever spend. But I wouldn't give a sucker or a bum from the rock and not a dime till I made it again. Everybody go, hotel, motel, what you gonna do today? Cause I'm gonna get a fly girl, gonna get some spank and drive off in a death OJ. Everybody go, hotel, motel, holiday in. Well, it's on and on and on and on and on. The beat don't stop until the break of dawn. I said a M-A-F, a T-E-R, a G with a double E. I said I go by the unforgettable name of the man they call the Master G. Well, my name is known all over the world by all the Fox ladies and the pretty girls. I'm going down in history as the baddest rapper that ever could be. Now I'm feeling the highs and you're feeling the lows. The beat starts getting into your toes. You start popping your fingers and stopping your feet and moving your body while you're sitting in your seat. And then, damn, they start doing the freaks. I said, bam, a writer out of your seat. Then you throw your hands high in the air. You're rocking to the rhythm, shake your dairy air. You're rocking to the beat without a care Cruise the short shot MCs for the affair Now I'm not as tall as the rest of the gang But I rap to the beat just the same I got a little faith and a pair of rhymes All I hear the two ladies is hypnotized Singing on and on and on and on and on The beat don't stop until the break is on I sing it on and on and on and on and on Like a hot butter to pop, to pop, to pop Give it, give it, pop, to pop, pop You don't dare stop or come alive, y'all Give me what you got I guess by now you can take a hunch And find that I am the baby of the bunch, but that's okay, I still keep in stride, cause all I'm here to do is kiss a wiggle your behind, sing it on and, and on and on and on, the beat don't stop until the break of dawn, sing it on and, and on and on and on and on, rock rock yo, I throw it on the floor, I'm gonna freak you here, I'm gonna freak you there, I'm gonna move you out of this atmosphere, cause I'm one of a kind and I'll shock your mind, I put the jig jig jiggle sing yo behind, I say the one, two, three, four, come on girl, I get on the floor, I come alive yo, I give me what you got, cause I'm guaranteed to Bang, bang, the boogie to the beat, beat is so unique, come on, everybody, and dance to the beat. 